The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Thank you for joining this podcast. Our reading today is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 16 to 34. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open, and everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his family were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you today for your loving kindness and the grace that you have given for this podcast. I pray, God, that as many that will listen to this word will come to be blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ. The title of this podcast is Freedom from Slavery. Freedom from Slavery. The story of the Apostle Paul's mission throughout Macedonia continues 
with its intriguing adventures, which includes confronting shrewd ancient entrepreneurial economic justice, getting accused falsely, jailed and subsequent supernatural jailbreak, a dramatic release and friendship with former enemies. His indeed was an adventurous mission not lacking at all in excitement. Friends, sometimes we think and expect that our mission must be free of troubles, trials and temptations. We even try to write off trouble missions as failures just because of hiccups and challenges confronting us on our quest. Brothers and sisters, I am not aware of anyone who would dare to step out for God that found it easy. Not even Adam and Eve whose primary mission was to subdue and populate the earth. As you know, their mission was duly challenged by Satan. Consequence, we suffer even today. Moses was no different. The prophets, Jesus Christ, his disciples, the Puritans, the early missionaries, and some of us have been made to suffer in some sense. All of these difficulties are part of the package of a man or woman on a mission for God. Listen to this. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. And blessed are you. Blessed are all of you. When people persecute you or denigrate you or despise you or tell lies about you on my account. But when this happens, rejoice, be glad. Remember that God's prophets have been persecuted in the past. And know that in heaven you have a great reward. And this is in Matthew chapter 5 verse 10 to 12. So you see, suffering is not something strange. It's something that comes along with the package of the call. Except that when we suffer, it should be suffering that, that has a reason. A suffering for the name of Christ. As usual, there are many lessons we are able to learn from our passage today. However, I want to focus on the key characters of the story, the slave girl, her owners, and the jailer. This is because all three of these characters are slaves of some sort and desperately needed to be freed from slavery. As they say, we are all in prison, but it's a matter of degree. The fact that they are not aware that they are being held captive in one way or the other does not mean that they are not prisoners or slaves. Now, come with me as we explore the nature of the slavery of each of these characters. Let's begin with the slave girl. The first question that comes to mind readily about this girl's identity was that she is nameless. Her identity never really matters to her, enslavers, and maybe to society too. Her only use was her economic value to her captors and nothing more. 
has was indeed a sad story. And this story resonates with our contemporary society today. Her captors knew who she was, but she does not know who she was. She was possessed with the spirit of divination and oppressed by those who held her captive. There is no much difference in our very unequal society today. Think about those on the margin of society that have to depend on the mercy of the system and charity for food, clothes, and shelter. Think of the global poverty. For example, according to the Hunger Project UK, there are about 821 million people living in chronic hunger worldwide. Some of these situations are obviously occasioned by corrupt governments in developing countries and the insatiable greed of the developed world. Talk about climate change. Most of the catalysts of the catastrophe we now know as climate change are the result of rapid and over-industrialization of the developed countries, including the quest to make conventional travel faster and faster. By so doing, greenhouse gases continues to be released into the atmosphere. The image of this slave girl reminds us of society's failing to halt injustice in its track and of the church too comfortable with the status quo and willing to agree with whatever the system says without standing up to it in the name of God. By this I don't mean carry arms, but the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 31 verse 89 to speak out on behalf of those who have no voice and defend all those who have been passed over Open your mouth, judge fairly, and stand up for the rights of the afflicted and the poor. Paul and his companions spoke out the words of God. At least the girl was unshackled from the spirit that enslaved her. Businesses for the owners came to an immediate end. Hell was let loose on Paul and his friends, and they paid for it by going to jail. We do not know what became of the girl after she regained her freedom. Her future is left to be imagined. One thing I know is this. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So, I know that she was set free for good and there was possibility that she could have joined a fellowship. Maybe one where Lady Lydia, remember her from earlier in this chapter, is a member. Let's move on to the slave girl's owner. It seems to me that the slave girl's owner are like the entrepreneurs in our capitalistic driven world who only care about gains, profits, and the movement of stock exchange and careless about the impact it has on the rest of the helpless society. Their actions threaten the economic justice of the nations. They go to any length to ensure that they have their back covered. 
so they have friends in high places every time that the economy of a nation fails the rich are protected and the masses are left to sort out the mess in verse 20 to 21 here these businessmen accuse apostle paul and his friend they said these men are troublemakers disturbing the peace of our great city they are from some jewish sect and they promote foreign customs that violate our roman standard of conduct brothers and sisters paul and his companion do not fit the mold they are politically incorrect people and needed to be punished and punishment they would receive because they stood for what was spiritually correct and not politically correct Paul and his companion as we read earlier did not mind because as Paul said This is Numa podcast with the Reverend Michelangelo Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12 Paul says this that is why I'm suffering here in jail and I am certainly not ashamed of it for I know the one in whom I have trust and I am sure that he's able to safely guard all that I have given him until the day of his return Paul is rest assured that God will look after him so he spoke truth to power about injustice in the same way you and I can take cue from this great man of God and take our stand in our ever increasing hostile environment well you say to me i can't see no hostility here but i say to you is there and it's coming just read the news and you find that injustice is everywhere you find that inequality is everywhere and that is the world we live in today we are called to stand firm in the face of adversity in spite of the extreme consequence it is important we understand that the system will take notice of us when we stand for the truth when our faith and conviction move us beyond passing concern to real action that has the potential to shape policies in our nation christianity played central role in ending the illicit human trade called the slave trade on this side and the over the atlantic this is because the church as a faith based institution has an extraordinary potential to reach the people on a massive scale and can influence positive behavior in society We therefore must not miss the chance of making a difference even in our own little ways. Now, what about the jailer? The third character in our story is the faceless gentleman jailer. Although we do not know his name, what we do know, however, about him is the fact that behind the facade of seemingly tough prison officer is the heart yearning to be free from the system that held him captive like all the rest. He's not a prisoner, yet he was in some kind of prison. 
His daily dirty routine was to wound people by flogging them. The Roman approved way. Shackling them and throwing people into dark cells to punish them. All of this changed when he encountered Jesus Christ through the Apostle Paul and Silas. My friend, a personal encounter with Jesus will change your life any day. Unruffle about their sorry condition, Paul and Silas broke into beautiful melody. They sang praises to God. They praised God in that dungeon. They praised God until other prisoners began to join in. Then, suddenly, an earthquake happened. And it was so powerful, so much so that their chain broke on attendant. Afraid that the prisoners will escape, the jailer attempted suicide. But Paul intervened with the words of comfort. In verse number 28, he said, Wait, man. Don't harm yourself. We are all here. None of us has escaped. Now, flabbergasted by what he had witnessed, by what he had heard, by what he had seen, he said in verse 30, Gentlemen, please tell me what must I do to be liberated? In other words, what is it I can do to be like you? I want that thing. I want that power. I want the power that can cause earthquake in the life of people in a prison like this. I need that power. I want to be like you. Friends, have you ever been in that place where you have to ask that question? For me, friends, I remember when I asked the question, what can I do to be saved? I want to go to church. I want to become a Christian. I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Until you come to that part of your life, you haven't met the real Jesus Christ. Remember, friends, that Paul had this encounter on his way to Damascus. His life was never the same again. And that has replicated itself throughout his ministry. As you can see here, right here in the prison, in the dungeon. These people are coming face to face with the miraculous Jesus Christ. It's so important. To understand that we need to come to that place. To ask, what shall I do? Paul and Silas told him, just believe in the ultimate King Jesus. And not only will you be rescued, but your whole household will as well. The jailer brings them to his home. And they have a long conversation with a man and his family. Paul and Silas explain the message of Jesus to them all. The man washes their wounds and feeds them. Then they baptize the man and his family. The night ends with Paul and Silas in the jailer's home, sharing a meal together, the whole family rejoicing that they have come to faith in God. My friend, this mission here is complete, at least for this Lord. Christ has been made known. As I bring this podcast to a conclusion, I would like to bring to your attention, brothers and sisters, a few things 
this group of people, the slave girl, her owners, and the jailers were all slaves in their own right and needing freedom. The nameless girl needed to be free from oppression and possession from the evil spirit in her and her human captors. Remember that even though she was able to predict rightly does not make her source of knowledge right. The Bible categorically states in 1 John chapter 4 verse 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. How on earth are we going to be able to know the difference between these spirits and test them? The only way is to ask God for the special gift of discernment. These gifts are available to all believers. They are your spiritual navigation system. Otherwise, you will be operating with the spirit of suspicion, which is no good to you. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 10 lists these gifts for us. The slave girl's owner needed freedom from what was holding them to hold the girl in return. Theirs was the spirit of greed. It kept them captive until the value of human dignity was lost to them. The jailer needed freedom from the unforgiving Roman tyranny so as to be able to experience real mercy and justice as he later saw after the earthquake. My brothers and sisters, our God knows how to get his message across. Not in the way that we will like to see, but in his own way. Therefore, all of these happenings were his arrangement to fulfill his purpose. Remember the Macedonian call earlier in this chapter. All that was required to carry out the mission was simple obedience by those he called and sent. Paul and his companion heard this call and obeyed. Even when they were beaten, wounded, and jailed, they rejoiced and counted themselves worthy. What about you, my brothers? What about you, my sister? Would you heed his call and be prepared to be a part of the fellowship of suffering so that others may also find him? The Apostle writes in Philippians chapter 3 verse 10. He says this, I want to know him inside and out. I want to experience the power of his resurrection and join in his suffering shaped by his death. My brothers, we need to come to that place like this dedicated, faithful man of God who wanted to know more than the power that resurrected Jesus Christ. They want to enjoy the, the fellowship of the suffering of Jesus Christ. For only then can we see true conversion. Only then can we see changes in the life of our churches, in the life of our community, in the life of our nation. My friend, time has come where we need to be free. We need to ask God to free us from the shackle of the system of this world. Let us pray. 
Lord Jesus, thank you again for giving me the privilege and the platform to bring your word to the world today. And I pray, God, that as many that are entangled in one thing or the other, as many that are in bondage of one thing or the other, I pray for their release today. I pray that you release me, God, from the bondage of the system, that together with my brothers and sisters listening to the sound of my voice, we will come again against the system that be, against the things that are contrary to your will today. And Lord, I pray today, wherever, oh God, people are that hears this voice of mine today, they might be free, they might be free from the shackle of the wicked one. And I seal these prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and soon coming King. Amen. You called me from the grave by name You called me out of all my shame I see the old is passed away The new has come Now listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.